The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen up. I don't I, I don't want to complain though because then I don't know. Well, yeah. <laughs> Just not my I know nature. you're trying to no, you do seem like a very easygoing person. I'd say if I met you, I, I would definitely um, get you a cup of coffee and have a chat about, sit down about rubbish in general and stuff, you know? Like um, uh, like even the way them talking about, like even, um, is it the Earthling album that Eddie Vedder had out there the mm-hmm. last week or two? Talking about the Beatles, that makes me laugh because actually my, my late father had, my uncle actually bought an island off John Lennon back, well, not from him technically, actually from Yoko Ono about a year or so after, a couple of years after he died. Oh, wow. And... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my uncle and my mother then sold it on there only a couple of years ago. But it was um, it was a little island off the west coast of Ireland, and um, he bought it in the late sixties. And he had, he never really got a chance to live in it. Unfortunately, his hope was to retire on it. We believe. Mm-hmm. And the money and the money that Yoko Ono got for the island, she gave towards charity locally in the area, which was a nice thing to hear about her. Because you often hear bad things about her, so you often wonder how much has been distorted against the woman like i don't mm. know or obviously but i just thought interesting little fact <laughs> for you there yeah, I wouldn't, have you seen the movie um yesterday no i haven't no not yet anyway is that on any of those yeah, apps like a disney app or netflix or any of those is it no or is it actually just in movies cinemas or stuff or do you want me asking i don't know no it's not it's not in it's not okay out like no. that anymore it's just the online or whatever i don't know you have you have different (laughs) movies on netflix and disney and stuff like that than we do here yeah i often wonder if the way that works is that say for example um we'll be looped in with the uk when it comes to i suppose netflix so the i suppose the um say the the contract for having the film in of whatever it might be is only available for that for this area for maybe a year or less or whatever it is and then they move it on to the next people and whatever mm-hmm. that seems like the way it works anyway sorry i'm blathering about rubbish apologies <laughs> no no that's fine but the, no you were you were saying that like um he had a uh an island and in the movie mm-hmm. uh in the movie yesterday you know nobody knows who the beatles are or something like that the beatles never existed and so okay. then there's uh, 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 i'm just wondering if them the the filmmakers knowing that you know if he had if they knew that like he had this island like yeah, comes so. into it because i don't want to spoil because the movie is it's it's really hits uh me mm. just because i'm not like a super fan of the beatles you know i like you know i've, I've heard them and everything like that it's like oh yeah, yeah yeah you know like i know the music and i like it and everything like yeah. that but then it's sort of like i like to play music and write music yeah. and stuff like that too yeah. and it's just sort of like oh man like that sort of creative look at it like how somebody writes music and stuff and and it, and it's you know basically him trying to remember how to play these Beatles songs and trying to remember lyrics and stuff yeah and and so it's just kind of like oh you know like there's a real sort of look I don't know I don't know but there there's there's a direction that could have gone where it's sort of like you know mm-hmm. he was playing music and he wrote these songs but he didn't go anywhere. But mm. then he came upon the right song, and then people started paying attention to him. So it's kind of uh-huh. like, oh, is the problem that he just didn't have good songs, or is it that he is a your South Asian guy who is in England, and so okay. you know he's not like marketable or something like that, and so people aren't really paying okay. attention to him. And so oh, sugar. Yeah, right. until he comes Oops. up with the song. So okay. it's kind of like, well, <laughs> is what's yeah. more important talent or, you know, 
what you look like and who you are or something like that. Oh, yeah, that that sounds like it's um a minefield of a queer question to try and answer even in any way, shape or form. Wow. Cool. I must actually I write that down somewhere and, and look into that film. Definitely. Absolutely. I appreciate the tip. <laughs> yeah. And it's Danny Boyle. So, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's always a few. We're going to see Irish people and a lot of things anyway. It's kind of crazy. Welcome to season eight, episode 27 of the Better Band podcast, an all encompassing trip through every song in the Pearl Jam catalog. I am your host, Brandon Paloma. Each episode, I go track by track with a guest through every album, soundtrack, single, and B-side to discover why you simply can't find a better band. Welcome back to the Better Band Podcast. This is Brandon today talking about the Lost Dog track, B-Girl, with guest Claire O'Leary. Hello, Claire. Hello, Brandon. How's it going? (laughs) Oh, I am doing well. And how about you? Good, thank you. All right. Well, before we start talking about this song, Claire, you've never, we've never met before, right? No, we haven't. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm just picking, this isn't like some magic trick where I got a plant in the audience and uh, we're doing anything like that. This is your, this is your first time on the show. Absolutely. And so as initiation, as I do with all of my guests who this is the first time on their, on my show. I need mm-hmm. to ask you, Claire, when did you first hear of Pearl Jam? Um, I probably heard them on the radio in, the, in 91, but I think it wasn't until 92 when I got to Dublin one day um, at what, 15 years of age, went up for the day and bought their, um, their, their cassette tape at the time of 10 album. And I played it the whole way down to my heart's content. And that was it. I was hooked from there on it was, uh, quite a few years ago. <laughs> So you have you been listening to them this whole time, or have you have you dropped off yeah. at all? Or yeah, no, listen through them. I've been loyal fan the whole way through. No, as as you as I you can probably tell because I've been in in Ireland, there hasn't been even. Wait, wait, you, you you're Irish? I couldn't tell. That's, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> but because I've been in Ireland, I think the opportunities to see them, unless you have a lot of um, help in the background uh, to see them, can be tough. But uh, I did see them once, so. That was better than nothing, I suppose. I'm sure there's a lot of fans out there that have never seen them for whatever reason, be that they were a lot younger or just the opportunity didn't. Geographics. Yeah, exactly. Different misfortunes, I suppose, on the people in question. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, yeah. 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 And I think they they played more in Europe and stuff when they were first starting out and stuff. I think they had a lot of their, uh, a lot of. I think so. The greater Great Britain sort of area and so like if you were you know young at that point your parents probably weren't letting you Mm. hop onto some pub where they were playing or or whatever (laughs) no exactly exactly like i think they probably would have played more of like london and manchester even in the last five or six years ago than than they even would have i'd say in the last number of years i suppose between of age and again as you say families and situations change and whatnot so on and so forth and i suppose they don't want to be away from their families for too long and that makes total sense as well everyone has to do what makes sense for their own family situation yeah and there's that awkward part of you know you start a family it's kind of like ah i can't you know i can't i can't go (laughs) following them around or whatever because i you know have have (laughs) responsibilities and stuff exactly but then there's a sweet spot i think where your kids are at a certain age and then mm. if you have the money it's kind of like okay we can all go yeah to the Pearl Jam show. 
You're giving me ideas, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's exactly what I'm still trying to do. <laughs> I don't know if my kids would enjoy, but I'm sure if uh, if they, they got away somewhere, they, they would uh, follow through somehow. You never know. It could be a possibility in time to come. <laughs> so you haven't uh, tortured your kids too much with uh, with Pearl Jam, trying to indoctrinate them? or I have tried a little bit. And they kind of go, yeah, I think they got to a stage where they went, okay, now now we know it all. We don't want to hear it anymore for a while. Yeah. Please, thank <laughs> and um, now I'm listening when I'm driving and they have their phones out with Spotify and putting on their, um, putting on their own list, music lists. I hear a lot more of stuff like Chase Atlantic and The Neighborhood and... I don't know, some different bands. I'm going, who's that? Uh, okay, I don't have a clue who that is. And I know I'm old, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's just a bit crazy when you think about it that way. Because I have a 16-year-old and an 18-year-old. It's um, it's a, a minefield. <laughs> They're a bit crazy, their, their music taste. But I suppose we were different too at that age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like if they, uh, I think that they, in their your supposed European dates, they have um, an opening band. So I don't know if, they uh if that would hmm. draw some people in uh, like uh anybody younger sort of kind of like oh hey you know oh, yeah. these aren't 50 year old guys <laughs> playing in this yes. band hey what about these guys and then okay and then you know <laughs> rope them in That's it's kind of like okay now here's the pearl jam <laughs> That actually that's a good idea because but the only thing about those things is that when it comes to buying tickets well in advance a lot of the time you don't know if there is a warm-up act and sometimes there isn't, so it can be um, a hard sell mm-hmm. <laughs> as well. Because um, I I did get one ticket somewhere um oh, a long time ago for something with with with, with one of my brothers, yeah. and there was no warm up. It was just the act themselves, and we didn't we didn't discover until we got there. It's like oh, there was no warm up. Okay, fair enough. And off we went. It was okay and all that, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it can be a bit of a tricky one to get right. Uh, so yes, we're talking about the song "B Girl," the official uh, last track here on Lost Dogs, uh, at least the last listed track. Of course, there's the hidden track at the end of this. Yeah. Uh, this Jeff wrote the music and Ed mm-hmm. wrote the lyrics while they were on Rockline on October eighteenth, nineteen ninety three. Oh, I didn't realize it was written that so long ago. Apologies, I never realized that. Thank you for that information. I'm I'm learning something new every day. Oh no, from yeah, you. yeah, they were. <laughs> Yes, uh, let's see. If if we if we all open up our Lost Dogs uh, booklets here, which if you're listening to the Lost Dogs episode, you should be following along in your uh, <laughs> Lost Dogs books. Uh, Jeff says, Ed and I were told to be at Studio on Capitol Hill around the release of Verses to be interviewed for Rockline. I brought my guitar hoping to show everyone why I was the bassist. Two bottles of real cheap Cabernet later, because the proceeds from 10 were in the pipeline, we were in the middle of our interview during a break when Ed asked if I had anything, and if so, what key was it in? Okay. So what you hear is the one-time-only version of a song we had constructed on the spot, fueled by a couple of riffs, a page of notes, and the almighty red. And Ed says, met her and her mother somewhere. She was 10 or so. I was worried. I hope she's fine. Hmm. Okay. Yes, this uh, this Rockline show is also the infamous one where Ed gives out his phone number at the end. Eddie Vedder and Jeff Lament from Pearl Jam. I'm Steve Down. Oh, we'll hey, no, wait, no, no. Oh, Can, oh. I was still on a, yeah, this was fun. If you want to call the house, it's 206-283-3916. You got that? That's Eddie's house at 206-283-3916 if you couldn't get through tonight. See ya. See ya. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> that sounds a bit mad thing to yeah. do even back then. <laughs> yeah, I think the... um. <laughs> I think the whole thing is on YouTube. Oh, I tried to it? look for just like downloads of just the uh, the MP3 or something like that. I couldn't find it just in my couple of minutes of research, but I <laughs> found the whole thing listed on YouTube. Maybe I'll throw those in the uh, in the show notes. Excellent. Sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the song, let's see. Yes, is about Heather Deloach. Yeah. Who was the star of the No Rain video from Blind Melon. Not the same yeah. girl from the cover of the album. Oh, right. Okay. I thought it might be, actually. Goes to show. I didn't know that much. Whoopsie. No, yeah. the uh, I think it's the drummer's sister. Oh, okay. Yeah, the drummer's sister yeah. was on the uh, on the cover. And then uh, they made the video with, uh, with Heather. And she... Grew up and was also the B girl in the Weird Al Bedrock Anthem song. Okay. And uh, she reprised her costume just a couple of years ago on the Fox show I Can See Your Voice. Okay, I must Google that later on <laughs> and see. Is, is that, would it be on YouTube or something on our side of things? Because when it's American stuff, it might not always be available in Europe, unfortunately. Yeah, and I, I don't know if it was a. Uh, a uh, a British show that was ripped off from, uh, you know, as okay. they do with like a uh, so. pop idol or something like that. Uh, take turns, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, we take from you, you take from us. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very good. Uh, let's see. So the song, at least to me, it does sound very Ed making up the lyrics on the spot, <laughs> on the spot sort Definitely. of improv. I agree. Definitely. I think so too. It just seems like it was... We'll start playing, strumming something together and see what happens. And this came out as a, as a, as a result, really. Uh, probably not a lot of thought put in it, right? But uh, it kind of seems a little sad, I thought, because like even the very first line, like, be girl, you're going to die. How, how mm -hmm. bad is that? That sounds pretty horrible. Um, but like, uh, so he was worried about that girl. The, what, what was the lady's name you said again? Sorry, Brendan. Uh, Heather Deloach. Yes. Yeah. So. Or Deloach. Yeah, I'm always right, sure. It ends I've with a that. CH, so that can make yeah. it a K sound or a CH. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unless you hear it, you're not, you're not sure exactly how to pronounce it, absolutely. But um, that's, uh, yeah, it, as you say, it does seem like a very simple little thing, little ditty, kind of a la just a quick thing that was brought together. But um, then, uh, yeah, there seems to be a lot of, um, what was it? I, I, what was it? I seen this thing and it said it is obviously using the theme of the No Rain video to show how the Kurt thing happens to rock stars and a plea to keep the children's side of your children's childish side of yourself because adulthood and death are waiting for you soon, which sounds horrible. But I just thought because <laughs> yeah, it was something that was mentioned at the end of the lyrics I found somewhere when I was looking this up. And uh, I don't know that I don't know if that's 100 percent accurate or if it's just a general thought process on someone's part but um yeah it it doesn't sound like it's um you know like it's it, it's a generally nice little it's like well, if you don't listen to the lyrics it's a, it seems like a very nice kind of a lullaby kind of a song i think to me mm -hmm. but um there's yeah there isn't a lot behind it but it is a cute little song if you just listen to it and not take much notice of the lyrics i think and i i don't know if um uh, hopefully that that lady is still okay and that she's that nothing happened to her the way he seemed to be worried about her but it's just whatever happened because i mean um i want because I, I suppose there's so much mis misinformation these last few years that you wonder if people are thinking between the video of the blind men and no rain and then all of that stuff going who's this person and then 
talking rubbish about people behind their back is rotten anyway. Like, but there's no need for making things even more serious than they already are. Like, but that's just me. Because mm-hmm. like that one line I think is quite true. You know, time is long and life is short. Life is short. You don't realize it until you're in your forties, or maybe that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> You think, um, they still think you're 20, even though you're not, you're not anymore. But um, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, like, that's one thing about all their lyrics in general. I think it's amazing the way they write something and then it makes sense to you at the time, be it when you're a teenager and your angsty time. And then even older, it makes more sense and it gets more, it actually seems to kind of grow with you as you grow as well. Or maybe that's just me. I often think that about a lot of their lyrics. It can be quite interesting. The way they. Yeah, it kind of, the, the like, be girl you're gonna die it does sound that very first lyric it does sound sort of mean i guess yeah you don't really think about it it's kind of like you know you're you're gonna die no yeah yeah <laughs> if you just read it like that yeah. you know where you are you're in the jungle baby you're gonna die but then like you you hear the rest of it and it's kind of like oh okay like i i see kind of where it's going and it yeah. does ver- seem you know very written just in the 15 minutes in a commercial break of when they're doing this uh doing this interview and so the lyrics do have a certain impact and depth to them but it's not that sort of polished at all no oh god no no definitely not and so it's just like a first thought that you'd be kind of like okay a temporary lyric let me come back to that and try to figure out a more creative way or a more flowery way to put this so it kind of i don't know sounds more like a song and not just some guy saying get off my lawn i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually silly question um you know the way you often find those stats do you know the way as you say that was uh, first uh, played in 1993 mm-hmm. does that mean that it was like at a show like a concert or like where they had someone where they were there and they were they were they actually had a chance to play it then or it just came out of the time been on stage and said come up with something there have oh, you know no. the well, uh, it just yeah they they were um they were being interviewed on the radio for radio show rockline uh the oh, year yes. before on rockline actually is when they did footsteps for the first time oh like okay. the recording of footsteps is from rockline the year before and so this recording of b-girl is from their interview okay. on the radio that day and so they took it and just kind of remixed a little bit i think even on the original Rockline show it has that reverb in Eddie's voice too so it's kind of they just kind of cleaned it up and stuff Mm. Uh, the first time they actually played it was at Shoreline Amphitheater at the Bridge School in 94 the next year and then they didn't play it again until after Lost Dogs came out and uh, in Montana in 2005 Mm -hmm. it's actually the uh, the vault number nine show Uh uh-huh Thank you for that information, Brandon. I never knew because, again, I am so out of the loop. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's uh, we've 
we we have uh, live footsteps, you know, to uh, livefootsteps.org to thank for that. Uh, yeah. Dave Gentausch, uh, very good. <laughs> shout yeah. out. I do look at that sometimes from time to time when I think of it, but I suppose because it's probably based in, in America, it wouldn't probably have all the stats for other parts because it'd be impossible to do all, you know, worldwide thing, even though I know Live on Four Legs are doing doing stuff about uh, Concertpedia stuff as well. I've seen that as well, that they're doing bits. Claire, it has all the stats for all the shows. Oh, does it? Oh, sorry. <laughs> yes, even European shows, South American shows, oh. Australian shows. I'm so, I'm silly. I'm sorry. I didn't know that. <laughs> That's okay. It's 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 a nice little bit of uh, guerrilla marketing here oh, for them. Okay. They didn't pay for this ad, but uh, <laughs> you can even log in and create your own uh, uh, profile on there and put all the shows you've seen. Okay. It'll give you stats for a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, cool. I must do that. I actually did log in to it a while ago, but I didn't really use it. I just kind of looked at it and went, okay, that seemed to be all stuff to do with the USA side of it, I thought, but maybe maybe I didn't look at it properly. <laughs> Or maybe it was too long ago since I'd done it. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's got everything. Yeah, so you'll be cool. able to look up the set list for the show that you were at. Mm, absolutely. Cool. Very good. Uh, let's see. Yeah, after after Lost Dogs came out, they sort of started playing it then, I guess because people had heard the, the song more widely now instead of like trading bootlegs or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. that it might have found its way on. And they usually play it like right after, like the first yeah. song coming out of an encore. Uh, break the first song in in an encore i guess yeah a nice a kind of slow back into get back into the rhythm of it again section <laughs> yeah and ed usually kind of talks a little bit about drinking wine and how he and jeff were drinking a bunch of wine and wrote this song <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot of sense too <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's see so um did you hear this song when lost dogs came out only then. I hadn't heard it before then. So yeah, when I finally got my CD for Christmas that year, um, I listened to it and I really liked it and thought that was a really cute little song until I heard the lyrics. I didn't, didn't get that until quite a long time later. Probably because you know the way you're rushing around and you're listening to things, you want to listen to the whole thing mm-hmm. in one fell swoop. So you just kind of get through all the songs and then you go, I'll play that again. I'll start again from the start and go back to the first CD and off you go. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. So then from when this song came out on Lost Dogs... Was that 2003 into now? Mm-hmm. Do you kind of, you know, everybody's lives have changed so much. In the, oh, geez, yeah. that's like almost 20 years. Holy, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, do, do, there. <laughs> do you sort of feel that the song has kind of changed a little bit for you? Do you kind of see, because do you have a daughter? Yeah, I have two daughters, actually. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. So do do you think that... The, what this song i guess is trying to say kind of hits you in a different way or as yeah definitely you know, being a woman do you think that if you heard this back in you know the early 90s or something like that being young being a teenager hearing that and sort of growing up with that sort of i don't know what what, what the song says and everything do you do you see that it is I don't know, try, trying to say something or do you get a different meaning or does it does it hit you in a certain way? I think it, it it's um it's a very it, it's just as a general song, listening to it as a just a song as listen to the not listen to the lyrics, just taking it all in. It's a nice, simple song. But then when you listen to the lyrics and as you get older and you go, oh, God, I'm so glad I'm a bit older now to appreciate it more now. And you hope that you can help prepare your, your own children 
for the for the big bad world whenever they do go out to the big bad world. That's what I think take out of it, which might not sound like a lot, but to me it's it's a big deal because I mean whatever about ourselves when we were younger. I mean the thought of my daughter's leave leaving home and trying to get to you know college or work and stuff all that thing that's what I've been thinking of that might sound silly but it's just something I think that you kind of it's a way of just kind of a cautionary tale about being careful about how you do things and mm-hmm. you know just to be you know sensible and think about things before you do things that might that might not sound right to you but I think that's probably the best way to take it out of it no no I mean it's it's everybody gets something different out of the songs and you know what Ed was thinking yeah. when he wrote it is different than mm-hmm. probably then when he wrote it as opposed to now yeah. You know, when he does it, because I, I think like it seems sort of like, you know, we're famous now and we don't really want it. This is, you know, right before Versus comes out and they weren't going to make any more videos. And yeah, they were kind of like, oh, crap, you know, this is, you know, when they first started to kind of try to step back and everything like that because they were getting huge. And it's kind of like, you know. Yeah don't try to be famous because we are and it sucks and yeah <laughs> and you know be, t- take your time and be a kid and enjoy that because you know you're only yeah. young once and after mm. it's over you know you're gonna you don't want to spend the rest of your life being sort of like oh i wish i would have done this or oh i wish i didn't yeah. do that exactly absolutely it's true and, for yeah and now when he's done it recently after having his own kids he kind of will talk about like you know girls being on instagram or social media and stuff like that and being kind of like comparing themselves to other people and everything like that and i don't Mm. know if it's just because he has daughters now Mm. and so he has that that point of view of it that's the first time we've done that one in a while and and I'm, i'm thinking well Thinking while I'm playing it, I'm thinking about like girls these days. You know, it's it's all that Instagram, Facebook, Twitter verse. You know, girls like young girls like like hoping to put up pictures of themselves and 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 how they did their hair and see how many likes they get. It's like you don't want to give a shit if people like you or not. Be yourself and fuck it all. That's dangerous shit, you know. But it's kind of like always been going on with women and girls and everything like that of you compare yourself to your classmates or other people are comparing you to other people and you aren't really, I don't know, a person for yourself. You're like a thing for other people Mm. to either desire or put desires onto exactly. you know it's kind of like oh yeah. you it's have like to... another way of thinking of it i think is it's going to sound bad but like what i think it, um in one way a way looking at it is that your life is never your own yes so the way yeah. you ever hear of anyone who's ever feeling really really low that you're trying to say you have to keep going and you have to try and find a way to keep going because if if you're not here you have so many people that you affect in your life that you would uh make them so upset and you don't want to do that to people and it's a horrible thing to do in one way, but in one way it makes sense to try and make people see that to try not be selfish, which sounds probably a wrong way to put it. I'm probably wording it incorrectly, but trying to see, you know, your life is not your own. Your life is for oh. everyone else. You and you, you live for them, not not just for yourself, obviously, as well. Yeah. But you want to try and do good in your life and 
all that kind of thing and hopefully um do uh, do better than what we've probably done before now <laughs> i don't know i just thinking silly now but yeah it's um it is a, a it's an unusual song i suppose that it's not um it's not the usual rock and roll stuff for them either i suppose from their point of view and 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 especially with all the reproductive crackdown you know women's yes. rights about things as sort of like you know women can't are are just there to be controlled and to have yeah. kids and then we care more about yeah, undeveloped life form that's in you than you as a person and then yes. once it's out of you then you know who cares we're not going to take care of yeah. you or the kid or anything yeah, it's a horrible way to deal with people. It's, and, and it sounds like it's a really big issue there in lots of parts of different states in America. Because I have to admit, even here in Ireland, um, abortion only came really legal in the last couple of years, yeah. but only in certain circumstances. Like we were trying to get it a few years ago, but I think, um, I don't know, was it, it wasn't gone through, but it went through this past time, whenever that was. It was a few years ago now, but, you know, you have to, but there has to be certain reasons for it. You know, I don't know. There's a lot of different ways of looking at it. But I suppose over there for yourselves, it's different states have different laws, which mm-hmm. sounds like a mind, mind blowing thing to be dealing with for any person. I feel sorry for anyone who is in that situation and they feel they can't go ahead with the pregnancy and then they have, they're stuck because of where they live or your insurance situation sounds horrific. We need to do with hospitals. Oh my God. Oh, no, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Ireland is not great, but I think it's a bit better than America, unfortunately. <laughs> 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 Sorry, that's a random talk there. But anyway, that's good. No, that's, <laughs> that's, what, that's what this show is all that's about. It. Making weird, Answers. random yeah, connections. Exactly. And putting up, putting up the red yarn on the, uh, on the, on the, on the cork board and just making all these connections and trying to exactly make it make sense absolutely that that was a really good chat i really enjoyed that because i didn't i didn't think we get much out of the song i must be honest because i didn't really have a lot i felt like i couldn't get a lot of research on my side i don't know <laughs> sorry about that. no that's a yeah i mean there's there's they've because they, they've played this mm. song quite a bit i think in the 20s it about like 25 times okay yeah according to live footsteps uh, <laughs> so it's it's it, it's a little bit more it's kind of in like the middle of the pack as far as lost dogs go uh mm. especially ones that songs that were first debuted on lost dogs like not mm. some of the uh, other b-sides that they had like wash or you know yellow Ledbetter or something yeah but some of the other ones that had only been on lost dogs it's it's kind of it, it does pretty good when you're uh when you're looking at all the uh on all the stats mm. for how long it's been uh for how many times it's been played yeah because that's the other thing i suppose that's one thing about like footsteps is again they're not getting paid as you say but they, <laughs> have, they, have, they have all the um that like that alone is an awful lot of work to think about to try and keep track of you know okay fair enough there's been a couple of years of a break maybe but still they have to be enthusiastic to go back in and find out every song that was played at each concert that would be really uh, time consuming let's say that <laughs> i couldn't fancy it yeah when you're when, when you care about stuff and, and you're passionate about it you kind mm. of the, the the work is worth it yeah true you get true. something out of it yeah true absolutely and, and it must be the same for you too brendan doing this <laughs> oh well thank you i was just about to say you know the amount of work i put into it is you know because i'm passionate and i care and you, you know I, I think that you are a person who cares about pearl jam as well mm. and i think we are here at the end 
of of our conversation about this song. Mm. And so then, Claire, I feel confident in asking you because <laughs> since you are passionate about Pearl Jam two and they 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 mean something to you, what could it possibly? What could they mean to you? There's only one way to ask this question, <laughs> and it's the question. I'm taking a long way to 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 to, <laughs> to, 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 to do this, and I don't know. It, it's it, it kind of. Uh, feels like uh, I'm challenging myself to see how long I can go into this wrap up into this descent <laughs> until I can ask the question everybody is yeah. waiting for everybody knows what I'm going to say but I'm stretching it out for as okay. long as I can I don't know why but now I am stuck in the loop of doing it I don't know if I can get out but I will because I'm a professional Yes. Just because I call myself a professional, but this is mm -hmm. my podcast and I know how it's supposed to go. And I <laughs> calm my voice down because we're easing mm -hmm. in. We're getting ready. We're here at the end. Mm -hmm. We're all relaxed yep. and calm. We've been talking about Pearl Jam. And like I said before, we all like Pearl Jam. And we're all here for the same reason. Because Pearl Jam is something that we're passionate about and we care about. Mm. And so... The question I pose to you in order to gauge that amount of passion <laughs> and care for this band. Yes. Is the same question um. <laughs> that was posed to Eddie <laughs> at the end of single video theory. <laughs> and so now I pose that question to okay. you. Claire, what does Pearl mm -hmm. Jam mean to you? Pearl Jam means to me hopeful um, individuals that have done an awful lot of work for themselves and for their fans and charity work and um they come up with uh great lyrics great songs um great set lists it seems great everything and they seem to all-rounders as in that um they seem to be good at what they do they seem to really love it they seem to really care um you've taken even in the last few years even before geekaton came out the last album that they seem to be so into the into the planet trying to get people to see and be aware of how to help preserve this planet of ours and they just seem to be amazing people does that sound okay to you <laughs> yes of course <laughs> it's how you feel so yeah that's how, how I you feel. feel is something that only you can state so fair enough yeah. you can't be an arbiter of that at all okie dokie <laughs> yes thank you thank you so much claire for uh for having this talk with me thank you so much brendan i really appreciate it and it was lovely talking to you Take care. Oh, yes. Oh, you too. I hope. I hope that uh, that you get a a chance to see him again, and oh, and hopefully, yeah, share with your kids who might be reluctant with it. To share. <laughs> that yeah, newfangled music you listen to, uh, mm. whatever. But this, look at all these people. Look at this. Feel that energy. Look at all this. Yeah. Now that's something, isn't it? And it sure say, is. Sure, mom. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> It's so true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks again, Claire. Thanks very much, Brendan. Take care. Bye now. The Better Brain Podcast is produced by Brandon Palomo and published using a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 4.0 license. Please visit creativecommons.org or email listenupreno at gmail.com for more details. All music played is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. You can subscribe to the Better Band Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from betterbandpod.com using your favorite podcast app. 
You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BetterBandPod. I am on Twitter at Brandon P. B-R-A-N-D-E-N-P. If you would like to support this podcast, you can go to either ko-fi.com slash Brandon P or patreon.com slash Brandon P. You can also just give me a five-star review in Apple Podcasts, but don't forget to tell your friends. If you would like to be a guest on a future episode, send an email to betterbandpod at gmail.com or send any insights and stories you'd like to share. I'll read them on the season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank my guest Claire, and as always, this is Brandon saying, Everybody's marriage is falling apart except ours. See, the problem is communication. Too much communication. <laughs>